You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, welcome to NS9 Live. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have our co-host, Tyler, a.k.a. Wagner to Kutch, and Jim Rosati. What is up, everybody? feeling strong i'm seeing x-rays right now i got my covid test done or my covid vaccine dose one done feel like an alien good stuff covid vaccine look at you this is why you're in the middle of the screen i know big time i know uh, got here yeah he's an essential essential person what is i think it's 10 (laughs) percent of america is now vaccinated tyler's one of them tyler's one (laughs) is that not the saddest thing ever like they put me in that group. You are. Why did you get part it? of the? Why 10%? are you? <laughs> why are you vaccinated, Tyler? Uh in all seriousness, because I'm in line with the teachers, close contact with students with baseball. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so I we had a choice of whether too, we. And yeah. I just. I, yeah. Why I, are you? Why are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm well, in the same in, group as the teachers in Lisbon, Ohio, right? They actually, they have another category where it's like people who drink by themselves at home, <laughs> let's vaccinate them so that they can now go to the bar. <laughs> they just knew. Listen. <laughs> Tyler fit right in. He was number one. <laughs> Listen, in my defense, like I would not have gotten this vaccination. I just, I've put much worse in my body at this point. I mean, as Jim but, just said, we've, <laughs> we're aware. But See, I think like, uh, I think I'm immune for like three months, though. So, really? yeah, yeah, you uh, did just have it. Yeah, but in all seriousness, like the kids have dealt with enough shit, so I don't want them to miss their senior season because of me. I I'm not gonna see someone that's an idiot at work and then. They miss two weeks of their life because I have a job. How noble of you. What is I know who is, is this Tyler? That is the most selfless thing that Tyler's ever said. I have a 13-year-old dog. I do- I adopted him at eleven. You've only I had- do things like this. You talk about Fred. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. I got Fred. Well, gosh. So the story of Fred is that I actually got him drunkenly because on well, St. Patty's Day, I obvious. just happened to be with someone that worked at the shelter that he was left at. And they said, oh, my God, you have to see this dog. And I was like, yeah, he's all right. And I just got more and more drunk. And I was like, hey, yeah, screw it. I'll go get him. And that's Look how Fred's you. here. Look at you. By and the that way, was that's not awesome. last St. Patty's Day, not the one before that, but the one before that. 
So I guess three years now. So he might be 14 now. Cody Coleman says, nothing wrong with a brewski alone in the dark with no one around. I mean, I get it, but, you know. Every I, agree. Night. I agree. I hear you, buddy. I agree. It's my I life. Agree. It is great to be alone and just sit in your own misery. Mm. All right. So. Okay. Yeah. But anyhow, back to how noble I am. Back to the vaccine. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. But So you're okay, right? Like, you don't oh, have. I'm fine. I mean. Ours a little sore, but that's that's the worst of it. I'm we'll see. I, I wonder because normally, you know, you're like incoherent, rambling, drunk. Sure. You know, like like you would think you have the side effects normal. So that's why I was wondering. No, no, like with you, I have now vaccinated. I have reeled it in a good bit. Is it reel buddy. you back in? Like now you're you know you're you're a normal person. You're feeling more selfless, I, right? You're. Listen, I'm closing in on thirty. I've reeled it in a little bit. All right. I like it. I like this new Tyler. I'm not the 23 year old Denarius dugout Tyler that would just let it fly. We might actually get some positive feedback about you now on the show. Oh God, no, we. Won't. Oh, okay, so not that <laughs> far. The side effects aren't that extreme. They're just the listeners just might not gonna love this Tyler. I'm doing it. <laughs> Anything else going on? That's all, I guess. I have yeah, not been you vaccinated. You just want to make fun of me about getting the vaccine, getting a senior dog. We're not making it. fun yeah. of you. I mean, yeah. being being from Lisbon, Ohio, that, that, that we, can we can make fun, fun of you for. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't get to live in freaking Kentucky. I would like to, but yeah, Kentucky, it's just like the best place in the world. I'm like, that's that's sad when. Like that's how 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 sad you know the place you live in is because you're like looking up to Kentucky. <laughs> like, oh, not all of us can go to, to Kentucky. It, but... <laughs> we are not New York, Listen, not L.A. You know, Jim, it's like oh, big bad Kentucky over here. <laughs> Donardo, I'm not a big city guy. Like, I don't want to go places like that. I like small towns. I like land. I like to be able to do what I want, and I like my. 17 mile drive to work to be 17 minutes. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. I want to go to my bar and everyone that's sitting next to me, I know who they are. I mean, and I more than that, I want them to know who I am. You really didn't have to say I'm important around these. You didn't have to say my bar. You could have said the bar. No, we got like four of them. It's because it's all we got to do. I think one of one of my favorite favorite accomplishments is the the bar that I go to the most often. I don't even have to order a drink anymore. I just sit down and they bring me the drink that I would have ordered. That's when you know you, you've made it at a bar. Jim, I got three bars to do that for me. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I miss those days actually. <laughs> when I lived in Pennsylvania, I had a spot, and actually it's gone now, mm-hmm. which is really heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, they failed to pay their taxes for two years, and I guess that'll do it for you. But uh, yeah. yeah, every Friday night, every Friday night we went there. That's yeah, at least the spot we start off. So I would walk in, you get the Cajun chicken salad, you get the stuffed hot pepper cheese balls, and a twenty-two oh, ounce wow. Augustiner. Of course, that kind of dates me. Augustiner? We're talking about Augustiner, yes. Yeah, doesn't doesn't. Sound Are we talking bad. about pizza? No, we're not talking about pizza. We're talking about beer. <laughs> okay, I was. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about what is it, the Augustino pizza or? Oh, you're talking about Augustine's was- pizza. Yes. Also from Newcastle. I guess we're going to get a little plug on the show. Uh, yeah, not, not, not talking about that. 
How about Augustiner yes, beer? Pop. Which, by the way, Jim, are you familiar gotcha. with Augustiner? I am familiar with Augustiner. Yeah, I used to love that. Nope, I sit down. They draft one familiar. of my bars. I sit down. So here's they my get, thing. They... My thing is like I I left Pennsylvania, like Pittsburgh area, when I was 18. So I never really got to experience mm. local beers that much other than just the illegal drinks when i was 18 you know what i mean so which obviously i didn't do right 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 no i i sit i walk into my one of my bars and i got a bush light waiting on me jesus a bush light of course you know (laughs) explains so much about you tyler yes but i also walk into my crap my brewery and they know what i want there too I'm looking for a hazy IPA. Every now and then I might mix in a porter. I don't know. That's good. I don't like I've IPAs. got a good palate. I've got a very good palate. I get headaches off IPAs. Well, I mean, you should maybe grow a set. I should. That's why I've, you maybe know, don't drink Yingling all drink, the time. That's why, say, well, that's why I drink White Claws now. There's your problem. Speaking of White Claws... Can't wait to go to Aldi this weekend, and I'm gonna. They got a good little batch of seltzers there, much cheaper than White Claws, just to put it on the radar. What type of seltzers? Like their own stuff? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't remember the exact brand they. Call I've been it, intrigued but... to, to try some different ones. I don't know why. I also just heard because Costco you're seeing has good so ones. many. You're seeing so many new ones come out, and they're like so flavorful, yeah. or whatever. So. I don't know. It's, it's funny. I've always a, been such a beer person. You know, yeah. if this was like 23-year-old me, 25-year-old me, he has like ask me about a seltzer, I'd make fun of you and laugh. But here I am now. No, I I don't hate on a good seltzer. I just it comes down to I don't want to pay 20 bucks for a 12 pack of white claw. That's very true. True. But like if Aldi, you can get a I think it's seven bucks for a six pack. You know another reason why I love Florida? <laughs> you're just talking about it. And, and you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. I mean, the price of it is ridiculous, right? But like, not only can you go into a grocery store, like a legit grocery store and buy, or even a convenience store or whatever, and buy beer and stuff, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, they have sales. Mm-hmm. Like I've purchased buy two, get one white cloth free. You know, like fourth of July, everything's like buy one, get one free. Everything. Yeah, you don't see that anywhere. Ohio. Oh, is it like that in Ohio too? Ohio is yeah, like, well, it's like that here. They, gotcha. you can, beer's on sale at time, time from time to time. But for the most part, it's like a rebate with White Claw, especially. You gotta send mm. in the coupon and get three. Oh bucks yeah, back. no, screw that. Time. Yeah, that's not worth my time. Yeah, right. no one does that. Oh no, well that's why they offer rebates. I but think it's like Jim is right. They do have Never sales. Do it. Yeah, yeah, no, they do have sales here. It's not like Pennsylvania where you have to go to an actual liquor store to buy your alcohol. Beer distributor. Or a bar. Yeah, it's awful. Man, that's like awful. I said, I could I could definitely out, you know, date myself here, but I just remember like you couldn't buy on Sundays. You know, it was uh, yeah. a certain time. Like I said, you had to go to a beer distributor, or if not, you had to go to an actual like bar to buy, and you couldn't buy anything more than a six pack. Like, come on, I had to walk in there and get two six packs, walk out, walk back in there and get two more six packs, and yeah. walk out ridiculous pennsylvania I'll in tell ohio you. yeah we have drive throughs like we just have drive through 
beer distributors. And it's like Florida gambling's illegal and Pennsylvania's legal. Like, come on, where, where are we yeah. at here? <laughs> Can we just get on the same page? Pennsylvania is maybe the one state I'd never move to. Actually, gas is way too expensive. Nicotine's too expensive, and you can't buy beer like anywhere. You can gamble. Good for you. I can do it illegally. Not that I would. <laughs> right, right. So where are we at here? We've talked a lot about alcohol. Yeah. I got vaccinated. We've talked nothing yeah, about like, beer. We're like 20 alcohol. minutes in. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. Should we, should we get to some baseball what's, news? What's kind of next? Yeah, let's get to some baseball. All right. So uh, I, I guess we could talk about some pirate news here. Um, nothing major. Also, Jim, we had a bet on Starbucks if the Pirates would sign anyone. Two signings came today, but well, it was not major, not major league. league. So Sign. right, so not major yeah. league. So still, no major league signing yet. But the Pirates did go ahead and pick up Tony Walters, catcher, and Brian Goodwin, outfielder. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it is what it is. You know, the, the Pirates are rebuilding. They're not going to be good. We know from the draw Dyson situation last year, it's not as if free agents are trying to come to Pittsburgh, obviously. There's any other choice right now. They're taking that choice. So, like, mm. I get that. So, with that being said, understanding these two signings for what they really are, what do you think about them? Uh, Tony Walters is a fine capable backup catcher you know in major league baseball walters he's, has he's fine. officially joined the fine label all right yeah he's fine i mean he's not he, he he's good enough to be on a major league team um as a backup catcher any any role you know larger than that obviously he's not good enough for but backup catcher fine um he's definitely a clear upgrade there because we had – I don't even know the name of the other guy that we had. <laughs> Michael Perez. Yeah. Is that right? Tampa. Yeah. So, so um, he's he's a clear upgrade there. He's better than, you know, John Ryan Murphy was last year. So, there's actually an actual upgrade in that position probably. Um, Brian Goodwin, you know, last week – was it last week that I was, I was throwing Billy Hamilton out there? Yes. Last week we last had week. the hashtag, right? Billy yeah. Hamilton to Pittsburgh. And, I mean, yeah, and, and I mean, Brian Goodwin's actually probably better than Billy Hamilton. Um, he doesn't really have that. There's no ability. probably about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> throughout his career, Brian Goodwin has been a average hitter for the most part. Um, not, like, excellent defensively by any means, but he's capable. And, um, he's I mean, he's better than Dyson. So it, this is actually a pretty decent pickup. Like, I think he's your – He's your starting center fielder. Interesting. I mean, that was going to be a question of mine. I mean, Anthony Alford, Brian Goodwin, who's your starting, you know, center field right now. So you think Goodwin's going to be the starter? <clears throat> I do. What do you? What I am not. I'm. I'm not high on Anthony Alford like at all, like in the least bit. So that's gotcha. that's also there. So I'm actually slightly high on the Tony Walter signings. Mainly because the Pirates are in a position right now where we're looking at a very young rotation, and I'm of the opinion that maybe a catcher is a little more important than 
we put the numbers on while they're developing. So a guy like a Tony Walters that clearly is very good behind the plate, Michael Perez, his numbers are not great back there other than last year. I mean, Fangraphs had him negative for the first two years. And Fangraphs is very generous for <laughs> very generous behind the plate for defensive war with catchers. I say, if you haven't heard our battle from what was that like three weeks ago, we went deep diving into right. all these catchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tony Walters is clearly, I mean, my God, he caught in Colorado and every ball went out of the park there. So a guy like that. So maybe a, Stalling slash Walters combination there is not a bad move, especially with a Mitch Keller who the Pirates are really a lot of their future is hanging on a Mitch Keller right now. They need him to develop into a top end kind of guy. So whether they have to find the type of dudes that aren't going to be able to hit the ball very well, but they're going to be great behind the plate and to help to develop these pitchers, Mm -hmm. especially upcoming because we're going to see the Mitch Keller, Cody Ponce, Brew Baker, who's probably not very good, but doesn't matter. We're going to see a lot of young arms coming up. Yes, but we're going to see a lot of young guys coming up that they need to be able to be comfortable with that catcher position. We can't have a Ryan Domit or Michael McHenry back there. So signing the guys that are going to be very strong behind the plate that these guys can be comfortable with. I that's think it's a very good thing for no, Fred snoring. Nah, that's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, speaking of Fred, have him join the show. Nah, peace, chill. But finding Fred's these like, guys I'm, that I'm are too old for the shit. Finding these guys that are going to be very strong behind the plate with a young pitching staff is maybe one of the more important things that the Pirates can do right now to develop these arms. Yeah, and I, I, I'm fully on board with that. Absolutely. I mean, I think that was kind of the mindset last year with like the Luke Maley signing because, you know, Maley was pretty good defensively. He might have had some offense. His offensive numbers were weird. It was like one year he was good, then it was terrible, then it was okay, then terrible. Um, with Walters, you know what you're getting. He's bad offensively. <laughs> He's not good. Uh, and that's, didn't even hit a course field. I was going to say, that was right. I was at course field. So you're not getting any offense from him. But, I mean, as a backup catcher on a rebuilding team, you have Stallings, who's good defensively. You bring in Walters. He's also really good defensively. And like you said, I think the mindset is, um, I think we talked about last week on Starbucks. I mean, Charrington's mindset you've seen is he wants to get better defensively, especially up the middle. And you're right, Tyler. Like it, it starts with the catching as well, too. These young arms. So I'm all for it. I mean, what do you have to lose? And I think it's it was stated. I lost the numbers now. I think it was stated he makes the majors of $1.6 million, which also, again, like, who cares? This this yeah. payroll's so low, anyways. I mean, one point six million dollars. I think the buyers can afford that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like I like the Walter signing. It, it just it is what it is. He's good defensively, and it fits kind of the mold right now. Um, yeah, and you have to take it as what it is. It's it's a development type of contract for the pitchers, not just for Tony Walters. Right, he is what he is. This is more of a signing to get the pitchers to a point where. You want them to be able to throw to a guy they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You don't want them throwing to a guy like Ryan Domit behind the plate. And it's good that I mean, they did. are signing him now as pitchers and catchers are reporting, so he'll be able to work with them right away. It's not as if they signed him, you know, the, the third or second week of March. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's I don't see anything negative with it. Anything the Pirates really do right now is hard to find a negative with, mainly because they're just going to be bad at the major league level. So if they do anything at the major league level, most likely it's going to be to the benefit of the younger guys. Really? Yeah. And if not, then if they do then anything, we find a problem. Yeah, if they do anything, it's gonna it's gonna help the help them basically at this point because it's really not. Uh, it, it would be hard to do something that would make this this major league team worse. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I I agree with you. And like and like Tyler said, this is a, this is a signing. It just makes sense um, having a guy who's who's has major league experience catching. He's you know, 28 years old, been in the majors for four plus years. He knows what he's doing back there. Um, has good defensive numbers. Yeah. Good move for the pitching staff. I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. Really. I just think it's about making sure your future top end rotation is going to be comfortable with what they're going to be doing with early on. And Tony Walters has seen the ball go out of the park. He knows how to react with that. And also look at a point too. I mean, there's not a whole lot of veteran pitcher presence. Also, no. it's not as if like you have an AJ Burnett here exactly. to help out yeah. the pitchers either. You know, so you're bringing in some veteran catchers uh, that can provide their insight as well and help, like you said, like mm-hmm. that progression and development and such. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't we're know. Not maybe a veteran pitcher's on its way somewhere. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, at least at this point, there's no veteran pitchers there. But we're not dealing with a Cervelli that's going to lose his mind every inch <laughs> off the plate. Hey, don't be dissing my boy Cervelli. <laughs> Look, Cervelli was, was good for what he was, but we were good then. Exactly, but Cervelli yeah. right now would not be great. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Cervelli right now also would probably go to the IL the first time he got nicked by a foul tip. So, oh, and he would <laughs> wind his way to the dugout. Right. After all, the ladies dropped their pants about that's more. Yes. So, um, and I guess let, put, pivot back to Brian Goodwin. So, as mentioned, I mean, <sighs> it depends what you think of Anthony Alford. I'm willing to give him an opportunity because also just more or less, what do you have to lose, you know? But like, I think I'm more on Jim's side than anything. Whereas, I mean, I'm not expecting Anthony Alford to do much. Let's see what he has. He has at least pedigree and talent behind him. Brian Goodwin has done it at the level. Um, mainly one years where he came out. That was in 2019 with the Angels. We got his most played appearances for people who are wondering whatnot. 458 played appearances, 107 weighted runs created plus 1.8 war. So I mean that's that's a fine player to me. Now, I don't know if we're gonna as an average, he was basically average. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if we can expect those numbers, but I'm willing to take that as a minor league deal again. I, I don't know if he could end up being someone that you could flip, but how well he's doing or whatnot. But at, at least that's someone like that's, I don't want to go overboard, but that's someone that's respectable in the outfield. It's a, it's an okay lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if he, if he comes out and he has a one Oh seven WRC plus, like he did in 19, then yeah, he's a great fourth outfielder that you can flip for some double a catcher that, might be okay. Oh, don't start! Don't start talking about double A catchers. I, think <laughs> I was trying to get the catchers in the system. Right yeah, right. <laughs> but um, 
I mean, if he hits a 107 way to run creative plus, he might be the best hitter on the Pirates this year. You're not lying. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at it, Brian Goodwin has played parts of five seasons, has never had a weighted runs created plus below 90. Mm-hmm. So like, he, he has held his own every year he's been up, up here. Like, he's never lit the world on fire, but two of those years he was over 100, and three of the years he was between 90 and, and 95. So he, he's – I think I think I think those numbers right there, and I, I agree with you. I think you you still you give Alford a shot, you give him chances, and with this outfield, there are going to be chances for him to to Very play. Um, so it's this isn't going to take a ton of playing time and at bats away from Anthony Alford, but I think Brian Goodwin is just clearly, I, in my opinion, he's the better player. Like I don't see Anthony Alford putting up a ninety weighted runs created plus. I just don't see it. I mean, maybe he's just never he's never come close to that, um, you know, at at the major league level. Well, I guess last year, but it was twenty nine at bats. Um, so yeah, I, I just I don't just think to, that's just who to be he the contrarian is, though. Know? Here too, he's never really had the opportunity either. Like you're you were right. saying, he's never yeah, done that true. in the majors. Like past last year, which was, was just twenty nine plate appearances. Like his most plate appearances was in two thousand nineteen at thirty. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not really going to use those numbers too much. But right, it's still as you know, he's 20, what is he, 27 this year? Well, no, I guess 26 about the season. Yeah, 26. Like he's falling off. And really, off if you look bit. at, yeah, if you look at AAA too, he's never been over 100 in AAA. Right. So I was saying, like, he, he has fallen off. There was pedigree there. Like, there's definitely talent in him. He's, he's athletic. Like, you know, so I'm willing to see mm-hmm. that through. But I'm with you. Like, I do believe Brian Goodwin is the better player right now today. But, Today doesn't really matter for the Pirates. We're looking more of the future. I'm with you. At the end of the day, it's you just let them both ride and find out who's the better option as a fourth outfielder for another team that we can deal with the deadline. And if neither are, then you didn't spend anything and we move on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and and that's, I mean, I guess really my, what it comes down to. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think either of these players have have a future in this organization. Um, I guess Alfred has a, has potential, but it's, it's a small chance in my opinion. Um, Goodwin, obviously. You're right. And I agree with that. It's this year now. You know? But it's still a chance. I mean, Goodwin, yeah, is, there's, there's zero chance. There's a Goodwin's chance a that placeholder. Alfred, right. Yeah. Um, and what I wanted I mean, to say about. Goodwin could, Goodwin could turn into a fourth outfielder for another team. They, you and we yeah. don't deal with the deadline, but you're right. At the end of the day, we're looking at does, a really nothing return. That does Goodwin have I mean, like some Matt Joyce talking, qualities to him in that sense? Like you're talking about four. I don't know about that. I think the that's one thing that I think the Pirates they miss on is dealing with Matt Joyce. But I don't think he's at that level. I think he's more of a he's a f- true blue fourth outfielder at his best. I feel and like Matt Joyce great... really was too. He just like had that amazing. Matt Joyce was a good baseball player. You know, you're right. You're right. I mean, he, he definitely had Matt Joyce could game. hit. Like Matt Joyce yeah. could hit. You know, yeah. he he was terrible defensively. He belongs in the American League. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he, he was a he was a very useful baseball player. Yeah, in the Still grand is. scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean with the Phillies, I could... Yeah, I, I mean, he should make the team i would imagine 
Maybe not if the baseballs get what they're going to have. Yeah, so let but me take even with Joyce, that was though, a very bad like Joyce, yeah, Joyce gets on base. You know, yeah. I mean that was that was his big thing that year with the I mean, Pirates, twenty sixteen. He had a four oh three on base percentage. You yeah. know what? What's Goodwin might? I don't want to call him a Jose Tabata. Just broad scheme, their production might be similar, but the Pirates kind of got stuck with the bad version of them, so. I mean, he's a useful baseball player that you're playing on the upside of it, but it's a slim chance. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess, and the reason I, I went that way too is one thing I did want to point out. I mean, Goodwin does have some some power. He's got an ISO you're right over two hundred the past two years. Um, you know, in the in the year he had the most played appearance with the Angels, seventeen home runs. Right, he slugged four seventy. Yep. So like he's he's got some pop in there. Uh, but he, yeah. he strikes out a ton though. He's um, also thirty. So I don't know. Like you said, I, I could see there's potential there for like a fourth outfielder. Him? Yeah, I mean, it's, not it's get more much of a turn, but oh, well, you got O'Neill Cruz I mean, out of declining Tony Watson at the time. <laughs> you know, you, you might be able to hit a lottery ticket or something. Yeah, well, that's a whole point of someone in Pittsburgh's article. You want to know who baseball reference taking lot. Um, Do you know who baseball reference has as the most similar batter to Brian uh, Goodwin through this point in his career. What's that? Oh, goodness. Rick Ankiel. Ooh. Wow. That's. See, I would take that. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Can he pitch? There's a throwback. (laughs) Yeah, he can't pitch. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Rick Ankiel said through, through age 29, he's most similar to Rick Ankiel. Is he going to get the yips? He could definitely get the yips. Did Ankiel ever come back pitching like after that? He never did. He did not. No, he went to, he went, uh, I believe the Cardinals minor leagues and then he went to the, yeah. Or he went to the Angels minor leagues. He went to the Royals for a while, for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, The the Nationals. Yeah. It would have been kind of cool. Cardinals, right? It would have been kind of cool to like see him do like a position player pitching type thing, like towards the tail end of his career. Yeah. Right. And just like, you know what's going to suck when we watch Stetson Ali become like a dominant reliever? It ain't happening. But it would suck. I'm going to be honest. That's one of my biggest pet peeves with the Pirates is that they gave up on him in like 29 innings. I don't care if he was a danger to everyone he faced because he was very close (laughs) killing everyone. He but threw I mean, he's, 100. He's been around the I block. don't care. I, I kind of lost that fear. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, when he's 29. Been every, right. Is he, I think he's actually Listen, he's even only 29. I thought he was you would 30. Just li- but he like, turns they 30. gave up on him so okay. quick. Next month. Okay. They really did give up on him really quick. Yeah, but so he was 25. Was Not really. He was in the Pirates minor leagues for no. six years. Yeah, as a hitter for like five of them. I think a lot of it had to do with him, though. I think that he wanted to hit. I don't care. You're a professional organization. Tell the dude, you throw 102. You're throwing for us. He also walked 29 batters, though, in 26 I don't care. You're a a professional organization. (laughs) Teach the guy that throws 102 miles an hour how to throw it down the plate. 
You know what he oh did. So in, in, are you yeah, looking I at know. his 20? He, <laughs> oh, I know the numbers. His 2012, he started, he was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to be a pitcher. Point two innings, eight walks. <laughs> Don't care. Figure it out. <laughs> he walked eight guys, and then they were like, you're not a pitcher anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if they gave up on him too quick. <laughs> yeah, they did, though. Is it – what year were you talking about, Jim? 2012. At age 21 in yeah, low They drafted A-ball. him in 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. Figure it out. <laughs> well, he clearly couldn't. He couldn't throw strikes. Be a better organization. Even now. Figure it out. No, he still can't throw strikes. His last yeah, they gave up on him too quick. He had an eight point. Tyler Glass now couldn't throw strikes either. Look at him now. There's a difference. There's a there's a I know facetious. I I can't throw a strike and a literal. I cannot throw a strike. Yes, I know. That's an alley has been terrible. (laughs) I'm aware that he was a danger to everyone he faced. Yeah, last year in 2019 with the Dodgers, going to kill someone. In in 32 innings pitched, yeah, I mean, the strikeouts are there, Tyler. 11.25 Ks per nine. Also, 8.72 walks per nine. Figure and it out. Eight, eight hit by pitches. He, yeah, figure it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Looking, I don't think the guys that throw 102 grow on trees. His, his best He's walk still... rate was a 12.5% in high A. <laughs> I don't care. As like a 27-year-old. Here's okay. the thing, though. He's been with multiple organizations, and I'm he's aware. never figured it out. Like, he's not going to figure it out. I'm His, aware, but... I'm, I'm looking at these minor league happen. numbers. I'm looking at these minor league numbers, and I don't even understand how he's still how he's still pitching. Because the they moved the back. The, the, because the they realized this guy throws triple digits. We're going to try to figure this thing out. The dude can't. It's so post funny. ERA is under eight. Like he was pitching, then he was hitting this whole time. He goes back to pitching. I mean, the hitting. I don't know what to make of it. Like he's just—he's a terrible pitcher. Listen, a great he's, thrower. He's not a good pitcher. Not yeah. He's Figure a good, out. really good thrower. Really bad pitcher. Figure it out. He can't. You're paid much more than I am. Figure it out. Make him clock it down to 97 and make him throw strikes. It's like putting it out. in like biochemistry class right now. I'm just saying, figure it out. Pass this test and I figure don't, it out. Yeah, but I'm not a freaking like rocket scientist and I can't and just figure it out. And he's not a pitcher. He can't figure it out. He threw 102. That doesn't make you a pitcher. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Sure, it does. Ask Stetson Alley. It doesn't make you a pitcher. <laughs> I would love to talk to Stetson Alley and find out if he thought he was a pitcher. He does. Think I would love a- to just sit down with him and be like, all right, what went wrong? Why could you not throw strikes? Why did you hit everyone in the head? Never mind. That was. Got to get personal there. Apparently. You're taking this one to heart. I mean, what is it that, you yeah. know, Stetson Alley what owns is a little piece of your heart? No, but, well, part of it is that I got a message about him earlier, and I was like, I'm so mad they moved him. Jeez, because the guy was never going to be a hitter. Well, the guy was but, never going to be a pitcher either. Oh, so he's, he's where he belongs. He had a better shot. 
there's a reason people after he left the Pirates moved him back to pitcher. But did that because do? he couldn't hit anymore? Whatever. Right, I disagree. Why are we talking about Stetson Alley? We're talking because about we've talked about Stetson Alley more than Tony Walters right now. Can I? You know what, Donato? It led into another. This episode has gone from. 20 minutes of alcohol to 15 minutes of Stetson Alley. The three right, well, minutes of actual pirate signings. That's what right, happens. Well, great. Though, it's a good the, thing that, that Stetson Alley talk was going to lead to my next topic. What's your next topic? Please, that I'm for God's sakes, lead. can we get there? Players playing baseball right now who are Hall of Famers? No. Stetson Alley? No. <laughs> I was going to mention because we had kind of touched on it earlier about O'Neill Cruz a little, the Stetson Alley stuff kind of does touch on it, but Jason Mackey did have that article earlier this week about the pirates new strategy revolving around going after players. And it's something we have hammered on for a while of they're very Neil Huntington had a system that, it felt like he was going after the higher ceiling or higher floor, lower ceiling type of players. And Jason Mackey did put out, put out a great article, two-part article about how Sherrington has gone about moving some of his scouts towards collecting players that are maybe undervalued at this point in the lower levels that, might be able to move into the top prospect lists list within the next year, which is something we have literally talked about for the last two years that the pirates go for these types of players that are n- not going to be great. They're going to be major leaguers, but they are not great players. So I just want to touch on that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, I think if you look at just the way that, that Huntington drafted, you know, um, look yeah. at look at the last few people who have made the majors. Cole Tucker, right? Major leaguer, but not a high ceiling at all. Never really did have a high ceiling. Um, Kevin if, Newman. Jim, I don't know if I agree with that. Cole Tucker? I think Cole Tucker is the guy that – I think Kevin Newman's a better example. I was, of yeah, I was getting that's Newman fair. too. Yeah, yeah, I think Kevin Newman's more of a example he of was safe. a – Right. I think Newman – I think Tucker was more of a high ceiling type of dude with a very low floor. Okay, I could see that because if Cole Tucker was like going to develop pop and power, everything was like it's a little bit different. Cole Tucker, yeah, yeah. right. I agree, That's which good. is fine. I'm cool with that. Um, but okay, so it's Kevin Newman, uh, Travis Swaggerty, kind of same same thing. Like he's a guy who's he's going to be a major leaguer, but is he really actually good at anything? Right. Um, and then also to an extent, and I know like it's completely changed in the last six months or so, but we also thought the same way about Key Brian Hayes. I mean, Key Brian Hayes was that guy too. Like, right. hey, here's a guy who's going to be a major leaguer, but we don't really know if he's going to actually be like a really good player or not. Right. We think, it he'll, was, be, uh, we think he'll be fine. Is the back going to play? Yeah. So, um, you know, he kind of went towards those guys a lot. I feel like with the pitchers, he kind of did the opposite though. I feel like with the pitcher, with yeah. the hitters, he did that. With the pitchers, he did do that. Hey, let's get guys who are projectable arms who could 
spill into their bodies who have good stuff who can throw hard um he did load up on a lot of those guys the problem mm-hmm. is that most of those guys didn't develop right um but but i feel like he had different approaches one for hitters one for throwing for pitchers um and just the developing didn't didn't work yeah i i think you hit a nail on the head there with developing where especially with the pitchers it was more of a organizational problem where it felt like the major leagues had a different opinion on what needed to be done at the major league level than development. They went heavy fastball change up early. Like it's been written about a million times that they were developed, change up, develop it. Don't worry about strikeouts. And a lot of these guys, I mean, we're seeing it right now with glass. Now cool. Mm-hmm. We might see it again with tie on, but we're looking at a lot of guys that, they were trying to develop them into what they wanted to mold in the major league level. And the major leagues changed a lot. So, and if you listen to Chris you, Archer quotes from him getting signed with Tampa once again, yeah, you're there as well. <laughs> it didn't change. Yeah. But I, I'm, I think I, I agree. That's, that's a very good way of putting it, Jim. It seems you're right. Like the hitters were except for like Josh Bell. That was like a gift yeah. where I don't yeah. think anyone thought, you know, they were going to get him and the pirates threw money and they ended up getting him and such. So that was a great gift. Didn't really pan out as a great gift, but <laughs> at the time, then you look at Austin. But yeah. Like yeah. a lot of the hitters, it seemed was, as if most of them were yeah. kind of safe and the pitchers were, yeah, a lot, a lot of projectable development type of guys. And unfortunately they didn't develop. Had they, we seen what a lot of these guys did truly have though. And man, what could have been, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like the difference here, and I think we do see it. I mean, they are rebuilding and they're getting a lot of, as Tyler's saying, undervalued. I still, I mean, I guess my thing is like, I agree with that. It just sucks and stinks so bad because there's a lost 2020 season that we don't really know a lot. And I think, I don't know if that's part of the mystique behind these people or not though either, you know, because it's like to us, we feel like they're undervalued. To us, we're, we're kind of wondering, but some scouts have been able to see them, you know, organizations have been able to see them. I think that kind of plays into it as well, but in the grand scheme of things, you are seeing that, right? I mean, most every trade is a crop of players coming back and there's something intriguing mm-hmm. with almost every single one of them, except for Will Crow. <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah. like, so you are seeing that and it's like, you know, you're getting a, a wealth of items back and you feel something's going to pan out. And yeah, I think and the, one of our biggest issues too, we've talked about with this organization is there isn't like any star power guys, not many like Jim and I talked a little bit. I, I don't feel, and Jim doesn't feel either. And I think Tyler, you're on board with this. Like, I, I don't think Cabron Hayes is going to be like the Andrew McCutcheon. He's going to be a good no. player, but he'll never be like this star. And there's really no one else in those organization, except for maybe O'Neill Cruz. If he hits on everything, which is also we're talking about low percentage. So it's like maybe one of these guys can turn into that. And I think that's what you're kind yeah. of, you know, you're hoping for and aiming for right now. And the funny thing is like in the Huntington realm of trades, oh, now Cruz is the one guy that he actually went out and took that undervalued guy with all, all the tools and traded Tony Watson for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, the other example I can think of too is, um, Tanaj Thomas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Nova trade. Yeah. 
everyone hated. Now it's looking pretty No, decent. that wasn't. No, that was uh, Luplo. That was. Uh, oh Eric yeah, Gonzalez yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Yeah. That was yeah. um, Dario, right? No, never. Anyways, yeah, I guess continue. Yeah. But yeah, I think you see you're that right, with you're right. Sherrington Moore, where he's going after those guys, like an Eddie Yeen right now that you're seeing a, a lot of hype about at the moment. But And I think I do think that Huntington was starting to go more in that direction outside of trades, where he was drafting more of the higher upside guys, but maybe outside of hitting not a Will Craig, who I love to buy. I, I will admit. I love him, but okay. I think Huntington was starting to go in that direction, but it just his time ran out. I just think it it still just goes ultimately to the, the mindset. I just feel, and, and I'm guilty because I was buying in thinking it can be done. I think the whole mindset is, is yeah. even as a small market, we can year in year out be competitive. And the thing about the safe picks is they're safe. We can keep it going. You know, if like if it didn't pan out. <laughs> And like now we're, you know, we, we stink, we suck, we have to rebuild. It was like their way of kind of continuing, you know, the success, you know, as we see like Huntington's almost MO was being good enough, right? Not going to push all your chips in, you know, at the beginning of the year, like you're good enough in there. We'll see what happens. And like a lot of these drafts could have been that, you know, it's just, we're safe. We're safe. We're going to keep this pipeline going. You know, there's going to be talent there and keep continuing. And right. Like right now with Charrington, it seems as if, I mean, let's go all in. Let's let's try to get something, you know, some, some lightning in a bottle here. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was one of those guys that watched the Cubs draft these guys like a Kyle Schwarber. I was all aboard draft a college guy that mashes. I don't care where they play, right? So, which is why I was fully on board with drafting a Will Craig. Mm-hmm. Kevin Newman didn't love, but it's a college kid to hit. They're gonna get there quick. We'll deal with it. Right. So it hasn't and really And we're not dealing with out. Tyler's biggest, you know, problem and waiting six years to see these guys play in a, be in a Pirates uniform. Exactly. True. Right? They'll but, be there in I two mean, years. I mean, like, if, Unless if you look Craig. at the Cubs Unless method there for a while, Craig. it was, you had, like, a Chris Bryant. You had a Kyle Schwarber. You had these guys that were, like, moving up. Ian Happ. These guys that were moving up the levels quickly, and they could hit the ball. We'll figure out their position later. Well, now we're looking at the Cubs and being like, oh, what the hell are they doing too? So they also won two World Series. Yeah. One. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but they also yeah. Yeah, I know flags fly forever. It worked. Yeah, but did it work for the guys they drafted? Not really. Whether they really draft that was a part of that team. Chris Bryant. Bryant. I mean, Schwarber was there. Right? Yeah, Schwarber was there. <clears throat> Baez Schwarber was, was there. Yeah. Baez was Baez, trash. Baez was MVP caliber. And At Baez that point, a, when they won Baez the World Series, been, he was trash. He was the utility player when they won it. Was he? I was he up there? I didn't think he was even up there when they won the World Series. Yeah, he was up there at that point. He was terrible. Okay. Which they year was this? Schwarber, 2016, right? Yeah, Bryant. They had he was their starting uh, shortstop. Uh Addison, what what's the guy to be Addison Russell? Yeah, him. Yes. Zobrist, Rizzo, trade for Fowler, trade for 
Left and right field. Can't really remember. Jorge Soler. Jason so, Hayward. Trash. Hayward wasn't there yet, I don't think. Hayward was there. Hayward was there, yeah. When they won the... Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Soler was not trash. Not Soler was pretty good. Soler was trash with the Cubs. No, he wasn't. <laughs> In 2016... <laughs> I mean, he was—he wasn't as good as he's like been the last his height, two years. They wanted in twenty fifteen. His height, he wasn't as good. They won in twenty sixteen, and he did. Was, they won in twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, yeah. Okay, and he was. I was wrong. He was not terrible. Fine. I'm looking at the numbers. What's the war? Two point two. I'm on Baseball Reference right now, but. 2016 had him at 0.2. Okay. <laughs> Trash. Trash. <laughs> so, and let's look down there. Sorry, Jim. Rotation. You lose this argument. Lester. Arietta Lester. Hendricks. None well, of we the know things it wasn't they pitching because they didn't played. draft any pitchers. Yeah. yeah they they did not draft, draft any of any these guys. Pitching. So, point Tyler. That's fair. They didn't draft any of that. And they traded their away. Entire, they traded their entire away infield Torres. was that. They, yeah. And they got Chapman, who all this blew the World Series. That's so, right. That's just, just gift to the Yankees. Anyways, the, but yeah. Speaking of the Cubs, like they, like they were a big market team that year. It wasn't what the... I guess Cinderella story was. And you can't compare a Cubs and Cubs rebuild to a Pirates rebuild. No, that's completely different. Right. Because the Cubs were able to go out there and yeah, they, they drafted some pieces and some core players, right? We've named a few, but then they also supplemented them with really good players. Given ridiculous free contracts to Jason Exactly. Hayward. And like I just yeah. said, none yeah. of them actually were drafted by them. That's fair. But they were able to use that minor league system to trade for a lot of that talent. I mean, My, what? I mean, your 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 minor Chapman. leagues serve two purposes. Your minor leagues serve two purposes. I mean, they're there. I to guess develop, they trade right? Samarja for Russell. But those guys are also there to trade for major league talent, and that's what they used it for. To an extent, and also yeah. to that extent, too. Think about like how it worked out for them. until so, like they got Anthony Rizzo for what Andrew Cashner, I believe. Right. Yeah. And that, a that long, worked out long in their favor <laughs> very well. So, yeah, but you can, in 10 years, we're going to look back and be like Andrew McCutch turned into Brian Reynolds. Like it's kind of, I'm just using them at the only point that the pirates have made a good trade. Possibly. I guess I'm lost on that. I don't know. And I, Forgive me. Cashier. Yeah. What about that, though? The Pirates, the only good trade I can think of is getting Brian Reynolds for that. And it's like, yeah, good for them. It was 10 years later, they're good. Oh, so, oh. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that helped them because Cashner was a yeah. prospect at the time, right? I think he had one good year. Cashner was like, he was young, but I think he yeah. was in the majors, but he was real young. Yeah. So um, it was a swap. They got Rizzo, and like yeah. it, it helped the rebuild, you know, because they got this yeah, really good player now. 
Anthony Rizzo and Kashner became a pumpkin. Like if they didn't make that trade, are they in the World Series? They have Andrew Kashner, no Anthony Rizzo, you know. Then they um, got... I'm just saying with you, like, like with the rebuild, like they also had some really nice, lucky moves in that sense too. Yeah, we got way off track there. Yeah, I guess. My so bad. Anyways. I do this. <laughs> but I, I agree. I think we all agree on that. Um, yeah. yeah. The 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 verdict will be out. You know, if it if it works. You know, the, the idea right. makes sense. Now let's see if it's effective because, you know, him going out and getting all these players, you know, if we're looking now at this pipeline in four years and there's none of them on the top 100 list or an MLB, then, you know, we, we still have some issues. So I like the idea. I like what he's doing. Uh, on paper, it seems as if it's been pretty productive. Um, I'm not going – I'm not going berserk and, and crowning Charrington right now as like GM of the year and stuff with a lot of these things, but I get the idea. The blueprints there make sense. And this, this farm system now is it's deep. It's deep as hell. And mm-hmm. I think there are some clear lottery tickets. Let's see if they, you know, any of them pan out. I think so far he's, he's doing everything that he needs to do. Right. I, mean, I, I don't really have any complaints with anything he's done. Um, I, I think he's, he's made all the right moves. So, I mean, so far I, I so far, I'm happy with him. I'm like I said, I'm not. I'm not anointing him like yeah, GM of the year. But so far, I think he's done a good job. He's done what he needs to do. Yeah. Now it's just a matter of can the development system, you know, can they can they develop? That's what's such key. Yeah, I think everyone's in the same boat. That is like, can they develop them now? Because I think Huntington did a good job of gathering prospects as well, but they did not develop them well. I, so I now fully we agree. just wait and see. I thought a lot of the drafting was actually pretty decent. We're finding it to be because these guys that were drafted that weren't that good are really good now. So it was clearly a lot of the development such. And like Tyler pointed out, it's philosophy. Now, Chris Archer, I just want to bring this up again because it's still, uh, it's going to be one of the things that could grind my gears for a while. I just really, really wished we could have saw Chris Archer turn around in Pittsburgh under Oscar Marine. He had to get that injury, of course, which ended his career at the Pirates because I, do I really think there's still more to Chris Hart? So him going to Tampa, of course he had to shit on the Pirates a little bit. I get it, deserved. But um, if he could be healthy, I would love to see him turn around and be successful over there in in Tampa. No, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. he seemed like nothing but the best. Like, just seemed like a great guy. Yeah, he bought in. He did what they asked. He bought in hard, apparently. <laughs> Too hard. Bought in too hard. But yeah, I mean, obviously, clearly a very likable guy. Um, yeah. I, I I really hope he can turn it around. That would be great. Great to see. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bring it back up, but during the Vasquez situation, the guy had like some of the group. He was clearly the clubhouse, clubhouse leader during that. Some of the quotes he gave, he he was great. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing bad I can say about him. No, awesome. No matter how poorly awesome, you bitch. Dude. Awesome, awesome, awesome dude. Um, and yeah, he has been a excellent pitcher. It's or hasn't gone. The, I think the path that he or many of us thought. Um. So, question: do, do you think he would be a future Hall of Famer? No. Oh, look at that transit. Well, who do you think would be a future Hall of Famer? <laughs> 
I'm taking your spot here, Tyler. <laughs> I would like to see the list first. <laughs> You're the one that gave us the list. What are you I know, t- I know, I know. My God, behind the scenes, Tyler's like, hey, guys, let's talk about this tonight. Fast forward I did right not now. say that. Fast forward right now, he's like, oh, who, who could we talk about? Who's on this list? To be fair, Leonardo, I did not look at the list just so that it would be more organic. <laughs> you're you're too busy getting vaccines and going to your bar. I was, yeah. and my arm still fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got the list pulled up. Um, right. Basically, they list 40 players who either are going to be Hall of Famers or, you know, they've got they've got a shot, right? There's six players that are listed in the no-doubt category. Pujols, Trout, Cabrera, Kershaw, Granke, Scherzer. Hmm. Can't really argue with any of those. Okay with all that. I can't. Um, One thing I just wanted to bring up. Man, Grinky's so good. Like I just I'm looking on here like they're showing like the total war. And if you would have asked me straight up two hours ago, who has more career war? Zach Grinky or Max Scherzer? I would have said Scherzer all day. I guess maybe just the the his his development, right? His Mm early struggles in his career um i guess maybe just hindered in my mind that you know he wasn't as good for as long as he really was so i just want to say i was kind of shocked on that and he's right up yeah. there with kershaw too you know like in war right. he's right up there with clayton kershaw wow i mean granky Grank, those years were when granky was with the royals like he, he didn't get any credit because he was with the royals but he was really good like he was really good um they also say on here Verlander would be included in here, but since he's not like technically playing this year, they they don't have him listed. But Verlander would be included in here yeah, too. Verlanders. I do remember listening one of my post game shows before a Pirates game, and Joe Bullock was talking about back when he was at the Brewers and Granku went to the Brewers. Guy's one of the most analytical guys he's ever talked to. Mm, I bet he said Granky would ask him what his FIP was. Just yeah, Granky is a nerd. Oh, He's wait. a nerd. You said yeah. you, you're talking about Granky, not Verlander. Yeah, yeah Granky would ask oh, yeah. Block when he was with mm-hmm. the Brewers what his FIP was. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say no, Granky for sure. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's he borders on the line of a head case. Yeah, I mean he's he's yeah he's had his issues, <laughs> but he has. But this is a just, dude like yeah. I mean, I put it on a tweet, and I, I, you um, know, I, I brought it, up to you guys. All right, Chris Collinsworth, this is a guy. <laughs> this is a guy. I, I'm so fascinated by Zach Rink. I want to hear all, like, the, all the untold stories. Like, when the day he retires and, like, everything starts coming out of all his antics stuff, he just seems like the most odd but lovable. Like, that's why he's so lovable, you know? And, like, you just want to get to know him because he's just so off the wall. That's, like, his personality. You know, and I don't know if you saw, but the tweet was out there. Um, who was it? The catcher came up. They went to the mound to visit him. The first thing Grinky told him was he proposed a fantasy football trade. It was in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Grinky's on the mound. The catcher goes up to, to, to talk to you. I don't know what the meeting was going to be about, but he, he walks up there and Grinky's like, so how about this? How about I give you Deshaun Watson? for Like, come on, this is Zach Grinky, but that's what he is. I oh my god, I'm so fascinated by Zachary. 
No, I'm a big, I've always been a big no, fan of his. Yeah. Um, so I think we can all kind of agree. Those are, those are the clear cut guys, Hall yeah. of Famers, no mm-hmm. doubters. Um, they then have a kind of a next level and it's just Yachty. <laughs> Yachty or Molino. Um, which if I'm, we could say all day, you know, if you look at Yachty or Molina and you compare him to Russell Martin, right? Russell Martin may actually have better overall numbers than Molina. Um, but let's let's be honest. Yachty or Molina is a Hall of Famer. He may even be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to make it, but I don't think he should. I mean, nine All-Star games, nine gold gloves, two World Series. Listen, Just been on the same team forever. I don't like, care about any of that. But the, we're talking about the Hall of Fame and the people who yeah, vote for the I Hall know, of Fame, they do. Which is what comes down to me not caring about it because we've got fans voting on the All-Star game. We've got a bunch of idiots, guys, that keep Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame. Well, that part. I don't care about any of that, but he's going to make it. Yeah, so I, I, I would put him in. And that's where I feel as if – now, two different players. Derek Jeter was a definitely, definitely Hall of Fame. You know, like I'm not, you can be two things. You can be one of the most overrated players, but also a Hall of Famer. And like that's what Derek Jeter is. Um, yep. I feel like Molina kind of gets that effect, you know, but he just like he doesn't have the actual talent like Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter has. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like what, what career war, not that far off, honestly, between the to two. To be fair, I, well, that's <laughs> depending on getting which, a which lot floor are you going love. with. If you're going with fan grass, right? Like Tyler sure. says, you're getting sure the defensive one. catching. <laughs> I'm not sure which one this article has. Like baseball reference has him at 40 war. But okay. Yeah. This article has him at 54. Right. So, anyways, though, regardless, like <clears throat> I, I I'm kind of on Jim's side with this with Yachty. Which is kind of weird for me to say. I don't know. Like overall, his numbers, I look at him like, I mean, he's good. Is he Hall of Fame though? But in the in the sense of in this grand scheme of things, like his tenure here, when you talk about catchers, it's Yachty Molina. Yeah. Like it is, you know what I mean? For his, like almost his entire tenure, I mean he was bad offensively to begin with, but basically like his tenure at catcher, that's who you think of when you think of catcher. Then kind of Buster yep. Posey in there and such. Like there's some others, but it's he's been that staple. I it's it's a Hall of Fame. He was in my good, opinion, got the fame. He's in there. First ballot, I'm not putting him on there. In my opinion, Yachty Molina is a Hall of Famer until we have robo-umps. If we had robo-umps, this guy wouldn't sniff it. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. And I think it, uh, he has, out of respect, stolen so many strikes. Mm-hmm. But you can't deny it. The guy is one of the best defensive catchers of all time. So you just kind of got to live with it. But I don't. He's not that great. You're right. And there's only like a stretch of like three. I'll give him four because one, he had like a 102. He's 2% above average. Like there's only a stretch of like four years where he was like a a solid hitter. And like outside of that, it's been Brian, (laughs) Brian Goodwin. Like, yeah. (laughs) And fortunately for him. He has played a position that we can't really measure that well. Right. The eye test, which tells you. So I would give him, I would, I would put him in there. Yeah. 
I think it's, I mean, obviously it's one of those things. Yeah. If, if he wasn't a catcher, he wouldn't be in the conversation, but he's a catcher. So yeah. For the Colonels. Yep. Right. (laughs) All right. So Yachty, we're, we're all kind of in agreement. He's a hall of famer. Um, Next, they kind of put they put two Speak guys. Speak to me, Jim. Speak to me. Super young, right? Super young, twenty two and twenty three years old, but have just had unreal starts to their careers. And that's Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna Jr. Yes, Juan Soto. Put him in now. Yeah, Juan Soto is a Hall of Famer today. <laughs> <laughs> you know my answer. Um. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I, I think I'm the, this is a this is one where it's like obviously, if they continue at the trajectory yeah. that they are currently on, then these guys soon get put into that no doubt category. Um, I mean, Acuna's Acuna's done thirty; he was thirty thirty at age twenty one. Hmm. That's sick. That's that's insane. Almost Juan 40, Soto. 40. Juan Soto burst on the scene, won a World Series, age twenty, right? Um, like, and and he can just flat out rake. Uh, so I, I think these are two guys where I think if I had to guess, like if I were to just bet on it, they're probably both Hall of Famers, just because they they've started so young. I mean, they're mm-hmm. neither has played their age twenty three season, and they're both in double digit in WAR. Um, so really, you just got to be. They don't even have to get better at this point. <laughs> like they just, yeah. yeah I mean, they, if this is who they are, then they're Hall of Famers. If each of them maintain what they're at right now, it's through the age thirty season. We're yeah, they're Hall of Famers. Have, yeah, they only have to maintain this like through their prime, like up to age thirty, and then they can coast the second decade in their Hall of Famers. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think it's hard to. I mean, like you said, if you're gonna bet, I mean. They're so young, anything can happen right now. But mm-hmm. with how young they are and what they've already done, you just feel like, how can't they? Most most people are entering the major leagues at their age, and they've already got eleven war head start on them. Okay. You know, like they're almost Most things have to go wrong, right? You know, and it's yeah, I'm with you. I, I think like I'm curious to find out who would end up with the highest war between. Because the thing Acuna. about Acuna is he has more of an overall game. Acuna. But he will Juan wind Soto up with a better could war. just Nelson cruise it through the rest of his career, though, too. I feel. That's, you know? Like, you know what? I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good opinion. So I, 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 I'm fascinated who will end up with the higher war when it's all said and done. Because they're both so talented. But I just look at this way, too. Like, <laughs> look what we're watching right now. This isn't just too. Stars. I mean, this is, they're being compared to the greats of MLB. You know what? I have to ask a trivia question real quick. Uh, Nelson Cruz just signed. Who leads the MLB in home runs? If, oh, God, what was it? Uh, Nelson go. Cruz could pass the leader in home runs at the age 40 season. Who leads it? Something. Along those lines, <laughs> what? This is the worst what? What trivia in the world. God, I can't remember. Exactly I don't, what I don't it know was. what you're saying. <laughs> He's like, "Hey guys, yeah, can you just um, telepathically read my mind and answer this question." 
I'm just gonna answer Barry Bonds just cause. No, that's wrong. It's not. I have no idea. So are you trying to say it's he's wrong. he's hit the most homers age forty and over since age forty? Yeah, in their forties. Yeah, I can't remember how he gave it. I've heard this before, and that's why I know it's not Barry Bonds because you want me to say Barry Bonds. Know what it was? Who was the oldest player to hit over thirty whole home runs? Oh, uh, okay. Hank Aaron. Nope. It was Big Poppy. Oh. All right. I didn't know it either. I didn't know that. A Rod. What a waste of time. But real quick on Soto, I do want to I want to say this on Soto. So through age twenty one season, right? Through age twenty one season, five players in MLB history have had higher OPS pluses. Those five players. Ty Cobb, Rogers Hornsby, Jimmy Fox, Ted Williams, Mike Trout. Yes. Think like those are the people, those are the people he's with right now. (laughs) That's what we're talking. Like we're not, we're not talking about guys who can make the Hall of Fame. We're talking about some of the best players ever to play baseball, period, point blank. That's your Mount Rushmore of baseball, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and then there's Ronald Acuna Jr. right there with him. You know, like we're watching these two guys right now, back to back, these young careers. It's like having two Mike Trouts almost together, not just one; it's two of them, and they're both fun as hell. Sorry, Mike Trout, but you're not. So, <laughs> and then, Mike Trout, best player I've ever seen. Just kind of boring. He does it. He does it very. He's like a robot, right? Mike Trout is a robot. Right, um, and then you know, two uh, not the same sense. But then watch. there's Fran- there's uh, Francisco, there's um, Tatis Junior too. It's like I mean, the, the mm-hmm. game of baseball. Wow, they got some young stars. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so that that's kind of so that brings us to nine right there. So we we're kind of in agreement. We're at nine now, right? Then there's another set. There's another level here. Um, Old old guys who've been around had really good stretches. Joey Votto and Buster Posey. So I think here, here's where I I probably I think Joey Votto needs like one more strong push. Yeah. Like like e- absolutely elite on base skills. Um, he's won an MVP. He's 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 been a very productive hitter throughout his career. Um, And I think he's a guy who metrics, you know, further down the road, like metrics like him, especially because that OBP. Um, But I think he still needs like one more strong push. Like he needs one more year where he hits 300 with 25 homers and has a 420 on base percentage. Like he needs one more of those years. I think if he gets one more of those years, then he's in. I don't. I think Joey Votto is one of those guys that's going to benefit from a younger crowd getting into the voting category. He might get more love as the old heads, as another like say, fade on. Once a group of forty somethings have the voting rights, he might get in. But I think Jim's right where it's. He needs a little bit more. 
But, and, and I mean, Todd Helton got in. That's that's true. Well, I was going to say, uh, Tyler makes a good point because he, he doesn't have – I mean, he has home runs, but he doesn't have the home runs like you think the older generation. It wasn't like he's his first baseman mm-hmm. popping 40 home runs all the time. He's got 500 for the career. Like, it was on base, and I feel like maybe the younger generation would appreciate yeah. that more. You know what I mean? Like, the gap there can close in. Um but I'll say this. What if he doesn't have like one more year? He hits 300 and he has 420, but he stays healthy. He stays strong and he, he gives you five more seasons of good baseball. I mean, he is 30. He's going to be 37 this year. I know it's kind of old, but yeah. he's been healthy. I don't think I, I haven't seen this drastic drop off by him to say like he's, he's washed. He's not Albert pool host washed, uh, which no, also, he's still, he, he's still getting on base. Not right. the clip that like he yeah. used to be at one point, but he still gets on base. So I guess I say I don't know if he actually really needs that one. It's it's one or the other. Like if it's if he has three years left, then probably. If not, if he has five more seasons, or he has five more productive seasons, and he has longevity. The other numbers out there, I think he'd be an all of famer. But he's on that cusp. It, there still needs to be something left. His career ended today. Good career, but I don't know. Like it's just short. And also, too, like, there's been good – like, mm. he's never, in my mind, been, like – The best. It's never been, like, how we said about Yachty. Like, yeah. Like, you think a catcher, you think of Yachty. Like, when you think of first baseman, it's never been Joey Votto. Ever. That, well, his, that his could MVP, have to do with the fact he was the Reds. was really good. Like, I think he was, like, unanimous MVP that year, pretty much. 324, 424, 600. That was a slash line. Like, he was very, very good. Um. Yeah, he was. I'll st- give you that, God but damn. I don't know. I, I guess I got to go back in my mind. I still don't know if if you look at his was good that year. If I'm still looking at Joey Votto, like I'm buying his poster, putting it on the wall, opposed to somebody else. Yeah, but does that? That's look a at tough question to ask. Here. Like, so if you look back at 2016, are you putting a Mike Trout poster on the wall? Still Miggy. No. It's still pool holes still you know like i don't know so look at this 10-year stretch 10-year stretch speaking of mickey where the hell yeah, was he at huh yeah you know what he's uh let me see if he's on the next list here i don't know Mickey. where the hell he's at no he's at the top well yeah the shoe wins was he yeah yeah he was in there okay i was gonna yeah. say he better be a shoe in <laughs> yeah oh that's yeah, what you meant <laughs> i thought you said where's yeah. me i thought yeah. you were trying to say he wasn't in the league then i'm like what are you talking about no, we're talking about 2010 like, no he's out there <laughs> no he's i was there. saying where the hell is he at he better be on that yeah. list so listen listen to this stretch of games so this is 2009 to 2018 this is 10 years age 25 to 34 seasons that, that's joey Votto, 312 434 532 OPS plus of 159. Those are pretty damn good numbers, Jim. Yeah. You're, that's, you're, that's a 10 year stretch. His 10 year stretch was pretty damn dominant. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was damn short consistent, too. So I guess 2014, he Throw missed some Google time. Up in there as well. And that was, really was it. I guess 12 missed a little bit of time, but I mean, he's been consistent. He's played. You can throw a gold glove in there. Mm-hmm. Gold glove and an MVP. Yeah. That's tough to pass off on. Second place rookie of the year, if that makes any. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's tough to pass off on. 
I didn't I really still, realize he was Giovanni 37 Soto already. Was, Giovanni Soto so won the rookie of the year that year, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so, like I said, I still don't think he's there. I'm with you, Donardo, actually. I think it could take either, like, one more good year pushes him over the hump or, like, four more years of maybe not not where he's been, you know, the past. Actually, if he does four more years of, like, what he's done the last two years, I think that does it, too. Yeah, I mean, you give me, like, basically – I mean, you're talking about one and a half to two war seasons for the next four years. I mean, that's, yeah. you're getting like almost six to eight war right there. And right. Yeah, it's a longevity. Yeah, that 10 year stretch was good. Now mm-hmm. you might put up some more counting numbers. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's where I'm at. I, I think he's at a point where it's going to take a little while, but he'll get in no matter what. What about Buster? Right, so how about Buster Posey? Yeah, how about Buster Posey? I think Buster Posey is a Hall of Famer. Right now, see this one's so tough for me. I don't know if he's done enough. I I just don't. I mean, if you catch your war, we're putting Yachty in. I know, but Yachty's done it for so long. That's that's part of it though too. Like Buster was elite and just just dropped off. Yeah, if it was up to me, Yachty wouldn't be in either. Been short. It's he just doesn't. Mm, I don't know. Like Buster, I want to say yes. Like I want to, but you know what? Buster Posey at one point. Buster Posey's going to come back next year, right? This year, I should say, right? He's going to play, mm-hmm. and he's also only thirty-three. I, I, I believe he can continue yeah. for more years. He's going to get into the Hall of Fame. I'll put it that way. As of right now, at, it's questionable. At one point, I think Buster Posey was one of the faces of the game, so I'd have to say yes. Yeah, I mean, he won an MVP in 2000. Yeah, I think he was, at one point, one of the guys of the game. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. I, at that point, yeah, probably. I mean, his MVP season was insane. Just think Pirates could have had him. But I, I guess like, the part of it, too, him. is like thinking about... So if he, which is probably like going to happen, he's going to end up playing like first base the rest of his career too. Right. You know, I don't, I, so part of it, so here's my thing, right? Part of it is in 2019, he, he dropped off pretty steeply. And he didn't play at all last year, which I don't know if that hurt him or not. So it's like, I think there's a lot riding on like these next few years. Like what's going to happen? Because I'm not trying to say this guy's done, but you know, like what what is, what is this guy right now? How's he going to finish off his career? That's all. He's he's on track. I think he'll get in. But I still need to see. So again, like Joey Votto, I still need to see some more. See, I think I think he could retire right now and get in. Yeah. I I think it may take him a while, but I think I think he's in. Like even right now, I mean, he's age what he's thirty four years old. 33 going to be 34. Yeah, I really do think it comes down. It was at one point this guy, one of the mainstays of this game. Yeah. Three World Series. Three World Series titles. Like that stuff matters. Yeah. He's in. So take his 10 year stretch, which really is his his career. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's Um, played 11 seasons. Yeah. 302, 371, 458, OPS plus 128. I mean, again, as a catcher, that's that's good stuff. 
It is, but he wasn't. I right, don't. His tenure is was... his career, and I just like—is that elite enough to just put you in by only your tenure? I think it's tough because I know I. When I think of Buster Posey, I don't think he was ever one of the dudes behind the plate that you really wanted. He was good, not one of the elites, but I think. It's another one of those like Yachty where it's the name is going to carry him. I guess where I feel like the difference though, too, is just like that Yachty at least has like the counting numbers. Like he's done it for a while. Those numbers. Yeah, but Yachty's also 40. But that's what I'm saying, you know? So I think that's why it depends on Buster because all he has this tenure where Yachty gets in because he has the recognition, but also this longevity. I don't know that Yachty was ever. The at the point where Buster Posey was, where he was the guy or a top three guy during those World no. Series runs, Buster no. Posey, I think, was the dude. He was, I agree to that. Yachty was always a you know what, he's just a mainstay. He's like a Salvi Perez, where it was that guy's just there. Salvi never got that recognition because he plays for Royals. The wrong side of too. Yeah. Missouri. So I just so I just looked up another person who who uh catcher, right? Hall of Famer. He was dreadful. Jason Kendall? He was he was <laughs> dreadful from like age thirty-three on. Okay. Okay. Age thirty three on he was bad. That's Before good that he was good. Ivan Rodriguez. Oh, he sucked. Ivan Rodriguez threw and his, everyone ignored it. Through his age 32 season, 306, 347, 490, OPS plus of 115. So Buster Posey, through his age 32 season, has produced better than Yvonne Rodriguez. And then Pudge went on to just basically bounce around from team to team the last six years of his career. Never really was that good ever again. I think the three World Series, along with the name of Buster Posey, gets him in. It could. It could. Yeah. I, I just want to see think, yeah. this second half, or I should say the last third of his career. I mean, God, if you compare it to Jorge Posada, I mean, but like even we might so be. that's the thing, though. Even with Rodriguez, though, like he had Catch such, such a career. I mean, he played for. 30 years almost it feels like he played for yeah. 20 years yeah. you know like he did yeah so he 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 has that stretch but he also has like all those counting numbers i mean the guy had close to 3000 hits where right now posey has like 1300 something right mm-hmm. yeah 1380 yeah now if so if posey like plays until he's 40 years old like pudge did then i mean those numbers will also accumulate Yes. Uh, so again, that, that that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. If he can continue playing, right? He can't play that year that long because he has that much game left in him. Then I think he can do it. Like uh, he's on the track. I just I still have to see more. Like Joey Votto. Like yeah, I mean he's 33. We got and since you know we haven't time, seen but... good Buster Posey since 2018. That's again where my skepticism comes. Fair enough. 
Okay. Right, so we've been we've been on here for about an hour and a half. Let's go through this next list of players, and we're just gonna go through yes, no. Okay. I'm gonna say the okay. say the player yes or no. Chris Sale. Start with the hardest one, why don't you? <laughs> right now, I'm a no. no. I'm a no. Right now, no. God, he could be so good. Right now, I'm, I, I'm I'm gonna have to say no too because again, like his drop off. No. All right, so we're no, no, no. Um, Paul Goldschmidt. <clears throat> He's on that Votto track. I think. Good comp. Tyler's point of the younger generation that could benefit him as well. I'm gonna be honest. I'd say yes. I'm a no. Moogie bets. Yes. For sure. Yes. I think Mookie actually deserves to be on a different list here. Um, <clears throat> Freddie Freeman. I have to. <sighs> First basemen are so goddamn hard. <laughs> I just want to say, yeah. I, I want to say, yes. Freeman is so good. He's so good defensively, too. I'm, I'm saying yes to Freeman. He's what thirty? Yeah, yeah. He's thirty-one this year. Yeah, I think yes. I'm a yes on Freeman too. So damn. What is yeah, he that? I'm good? a yes on Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Harper. No. He's got to do a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. I'm saying yes. I think he's a shoe in, honestly. I don't think he's done enough. Oh, I mean, he hasn't done enough yet. He's 27. I know, but I he might be worse. He has really. the like the, the the Juan Soto effect where he's just gonna have mm. such No, he has the opposite Juan Soto effect where he gets all the hype and they do the same exact thing. No, I guess what I mean by well, that actually, is actually Juan Soto does better. He doesn't have to put up so much right now because he uh, Age 27, like Jim's saying, he already has 37 war. He can kind of just be like an okay player, accumulate all these numbers, and then just get it. I'll be honest. I don't think he's even really close to that. I think he'll do it. He's going to have 300. Like, he's going to easily have 300 home runs at age 30. But if you look at it, has Bryce Harper been a top 10 player in baseball other than maybe one one or two years? I mean, it was one year he was finished in the top 10 at MVP. And that's when and he every won. Every other year, he's been stalling. Yeah. But it's... I just think he'll do it. He came in at, at 19. Day, he's yeah, got, he he's yeah. got counting numbers already. He can kind of, mm-hmm. as long as he stays healthy, he can kind of coast to age 38 or whatever, 39, 40, and just get in. I'm going to say no just because I think he flames that at some point. I mean, he could. All right. I say, I say yes. Okay, and then kind of going hand in hand with Bryce Harper, same same time period, same same team. Steven Strasburg. No. He's another guy that flies under that radar. You know who should be a Hall of Famer over Bryce Harper is Anthony freaking Rendon. We're, we're going to get to him. It's a hall of no fame. <laughs> um, so Steven Strasburg is a, is someone who I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say 
Yes. I think Strasburg kind of follows a similar career path to like Verlander, where I think he, I think his thirties are going to be better than his twenties. I hope so. I like the guy. I think the Strasburg's John holds a yes up. for me. Yep. Strasburg's a yes for me. Um, Manny Machado. I'm going to go with yes. No. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with a yes for a couple reasons. He's still super young um, in the glove. What is gloves he, 28, 29? Glove, 28, yeah. Glove's going to help him a lot. Yeah, and I think seeing what I he, don't... he did now, again, last year with San Diego, like there were some questions, you know, what type of player he is. I know it was shortened, but he looked so good last year. He still got it. I just don't love the bet enough. Right, Tyler's favorite, Anthony Rendon. Yes. yes. I'm a no. Will he? I'm will no. he make it? No. Should he? Yes. Again, the, the hall he of makes no it. fame. Like he's just not famous. I I think the age is what he, hurts him. Like he's already thirty. Yeah. Okay. And the counting stats aren't necessarily great. No, actually, he plays a, lot a worse position. <laughs> he plays a yes. position that he's a they, guy that comes back to when play, he, the he old heads die in the Hall of Fame. Hall of, I know third base is like a position that they just uh, I don't know. It's hard to get in the Hall of Fame as a third baseman. Fangraphs is down right now, so it's tough. I know. Oh, I'm so on, it's not just me. That's why I'm on reference. baseball yeah. reference right now. Yeah, Fangraphs is down, <laughs> but no. So so Rendo, I'm a no on Rendo. I am a firm yes. Anthony Rendon is better. He is a better Hall of Fame candidate than Bryce Harper. That's ooh, that's a take. That's an interesting take right look there. Look at their numbers. And I think that when it's all said and done, that could be we could look back on it and say that was fair. Because I think Rendon's the better player. But I think Bryce Harper obviously can get more of the county numbers, like as Jim's saying. I, I look at the page right now and I thought they were better than that. He's tough. He's Rendon? so good right now, but he is he's tough. And it wasn't as he came on to this, like he didn't come on to baseball dominating. His first the sad like, part is that really good year was like age twenty six. Going to LA and he just went to the bad one. He's got much All right. We need to get through I'm this gonna list. go no. Rendon. We've yeah. we've talked about Rendon at, at nauseum already. Yeah. So Jose Altuve. <laughs> There's many I think reasons. The character clause might keep him out. But by that time, will it really? But these are the voters, the ones that. <laughs> the ones that will be voting then are, are us, you know? Like this, these people. How do they. <sighs> I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no. Because of that, I would, and I don't right know if he now, really proved that he's been doing it on his own. I'm also a right no. Now, I would lean no. I could be swayed toward a yes very easily. With, with how agree. bad his year was this past year, <laughs> I think he's got to prove to a lot of people that the second stage of his career has got to be good. He's also 5'6". Christian Yelich. No. He's another like, in my opinion, Christian Christian Yelich. Good lord, I can't speak. Christian Yelich is another guy that's just—he's a good player for a certain period of time, but nothing more. 
a lot has to fall in his favor. I'm going to go. If I would have bet money, I would say no this time. I'm going to say no as well. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. No. Give me DeGrom. Give me DeGrom. Such a late bloomer, but I I think he's going to be the one where he might not have the the career totals right in his favor, but he's so, so dominant. He is, but he just arrived so late. did, but man, has he been so good. I mean, obviously, if his arm falls off tomorrow, it's a no, but I just feel like he still has years, you know, left in him still. We're like, his tenure is going to be so, so good. And we're not talking about even Buster Posey's good. Like, we're talking like he was dominant, one of the better pitchers in baseball. Point blank. He's got the Cy Youngs. I I just, I would say, I'm going to say yes. I'm a yes as well. Uh, I think, you know, you can kind of think of, it's like a reverse Sandy Koufax, sort of. You know? That's fair. Koufax retired at 30, but... He was just so dominant for a stretch of really like five years, right? Because Kofax really wasn't good until he was 25, 26. Um, 25 to 30, Kofax was just lights out. Um, and that's what got him in. And I think that's what's going to do for DeGrom. Um, DeGrom start his career at 30. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nolan, Nolan Arenado. No. I'm a no. I think we've seen how skaters out. He needs a very strong couple seasons with the Cardinals. We're already seeing how um, Coors Field's handled by I, a lot of voters. Yeah, and so if he goes to if he doesn't blow up and play great with the Cardinals, it's gonna be a flat no. Yeah, so I think the, the, the other thing you. though is the glove, right? Yeah, the gloves in there. He's a one. He's he's won the Gold Glove every single year he's been in the major leagues. Eight yeah, years but, played in the major leagues. You know who else did? Gloves. Who else did? Jimmy Rollins. Some center fielder for the Braves that can't yeah, get into he the Hall of Fame. Too. <clears throat> so we'll, that'll be another conversation. But no, Arenado is in. Kenny Lofton. <laughs> Arenado's in. I I say no. Yeah, right. no. Rizzo. Which is no. weird because we're talking about Rendon, yes, and Arenado, no. Uh, Rizzo, no. I'm a no. no. Although I was no on Rendon and yes on Arenado. Just let the record show. I'm a yes on Rendon. And I'm a no, no for both. Arenado. Garrett Cole. No. I have to say. He needs a lot to go right for him. But I just okay, feel so like. you're no. I feel like he can get that. I feel like, unfortunately, he proved it. <laughs> and as long as, again, it's, I don't it's health, think it's health, I'm, but I feel like he can. And now it's I'm a no. I'm, yeah, I'm a yes on Garrett Cole. I think, I think I'm a no mainly because I just don't yeah. want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yes. All right, Francisco Lindor. These, you know why he's so hard? Like these type of players would be so hard because we don't have like the years. If you're if you're asking like with Soto and Acuna, they're so good right now. You know these guys are that. But any of these guys, their careers go so many different ways now. 
you know? Yeah. So if I'm betting money, I'm going to bet against Lindor. But I want to be shocked if Lindor is a Hall of Famer, Mike. I would say yes. I think the bat's going to play enough. I'm a yes as well. As he's yes. going to be one of the best shortstops in baseball defensively, and the bat's going to play enough. Yep. He's with the Mets. Chris Bryant. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Chris Bryant. Oh, Chris Bryant. I have to say no, just the way he's. Five years ago, I'd say surefire. Yeah. Right now, I'd lean no. I'm also a no. Jose Ramirez. No. He's another guy that's a little older. I, I don't know if he can keep this up for how many more yeah. years. I have to I have to say no, but damn, is he good. He's good, but not quite. Yeah, I'm a no on Ramirez, too. Uh, Xander Bogarts. No. I think Xander Bogarts is one of those underrated players in baseball. I think so. But I'm also... I'm also that's fair. That's fair. I'm also a no. I'm also a no. Um, no. Alex Bregman. No. No. I'm a no too. It goes uh, back to the Astro stuff now. Corey Seager. This one's interesting. Yeah, that one's tough. That's this one might be harder than the Lindor one. Because Seager's got the bat that can play a lot better, but Lindor's got the glove. I was gonna really compare it to I, Lindor. Like I still need to see because, especially his, you know, Lindor's been good this whole time, but Seager's been great, but also not right. good. So if he can stay healthy, right, he has every capability. But if I'm gonna bet, I'm gonna bet against him, right? I would lean yes, just because I think the bat plays enough to the point that if he moves to another position, he can do it with the bat. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes like. Lindor is going to lean heavily on the glove. I'm a big Seager guy, but the one thing he hasn't shown is that he can like consistently stay on the field year in and year out. Yeah. So I'm a no as of now. That could change in like a year or two, probably, but I don't yeah. know. Right, right. Um, yeah. Carlos Correa. No. That was quick. I'm a no, too. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> uh, Trevor Story. No. Jeez. God, no. This one's Troy Tulowitzki, to Hall of Famer? No. Move on. But Troy Tulowitzki. <laughs> fell off and got injured story stays healthy and he's going to get away from cores quicker uh rather than later i feel and i don't think he has the same issues as arenado plus he's a shortstop not a third baseman i think he could no i think he could again if i'm betting because it's like right now at this point in time i'm I'm betting Mm -hmm. against him but i think he could no zero i am I am a no, but interesting. You did say Tulo. Most similar batter through age 27, Troy Tulowitzki. Is he a Hall of Famer? No. Nope. All right. Here's one I think we're going to. Troy Tulowitzki, like, died. He couldn't stay healthy ever. And then he, he died. 
Cody Bellinger. Hmm. He right now, now I wouldn't be shocked, but yeah, I have to say no. I gotta lean no just because I think he is a primarily at first base and not enough value will come of it. If I'm betting, I'm betting yes on Bellinger. I think Bellinger, I think, I think, yeah, I I thought we were all gonna say yes there. I think Bellinger is someone who eventually just hits 50 homers every single year. If he does, then yeah. Until he does, then I no. mean, if anyone does that, then yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's who I think he is. Like, so, um, all right, so that takes us through like the biggest chunk of the list. Next two are relievers, Araldis Chapman. No, character clause. No, I mean, there's that character clause for sure, but god, no, he also is so so dumb. I take, I think there are other relievers that could get in before him. I'm going to go yes. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna going to go no. hard no. I think the character clauses would keep him out. We talked about it. Um, suspended right for the domestic violence thing. And then it's um, also a terrible World Series. I just wonder again what but the next he's been batch so... of Hall of Famers going to vote. Eh, yeah. But he has been. He, I mean, yeah, over, but... the, over the decade he's been in the majors, he has been the best relief pitcher in baseball. For sure. I'm a, I'm a no for him. I'm going to Kenley Jansen. I'd say no as well. Although that one stretch he had was unreal. Where he just did not okay. walk a single batter. And then we've got three guys. I'm also a no on Jansen. I don't think relievers should be in the Hall of Fame ever, but I do. That's just a personal stance. Um, all right, the off to great start guys. So kind of similar to the Soto Acuna thing, but not quite to that level yet. So Shane Bieber. No. God, that's so. T- I mean, it's so early in this. Like, I think career, too much has you know? to go in his favor. I mean, it's, it's just super, again, like I mean, I'm, yeah. if right. I'm at the Rivers Casino right now and have to make a bet, I'm voting against him. It's hard to get. Yeah, I'm not buying into one year. You know, yeah, like I have to vote against them, but yeah, I just wouldn't be shocked if it's 30 years from now. We're like, oh yeah, Shane Bieber, Hall of Famer. Donato will appreciate this. Most similar up to this point in his career, Josh Johnson. Ooh, not a Hall of Famer, trash, (laughs) but was like super dominant in his first. He also blew his arm out. Yeah. Um, All right, so Bieber, I'm a no on Bieber too. He has had one completely dominant year that's um, like saying trevor bauer yeah, yeah um walker bueller is also on this list i think he's got a better shot than bieber agree full agree um but right now i'd lean no i don't know that he's ever gonna really be the best pitcher on his staff yeah i don't know I don't know if I feel like Walker Bueller in a you know, yeah. like we're not talking to Grom, we're not talking Garrett Cole. Like talk he's good to type he's good. of arm. He's really good. Also ex Pirates draft pick. I would say yep. well, then, then my bad. Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I'm saying <laughs> no. 
I'm saying no. Um, I'm a no on Bueller too. I, I feel like I'm a little higher on Bueller than you two, but I'm a no. No, I um, like, like, yeah, I think we both I, said we love him, but he's not. He's a really good he's pitcher. Not, <laughs> okay. He's right. not there. Well, when Tyler said he's not the best pitcher on his team or is going to be, like, I think he's not that far off from Kershaw right now. No, I it's think he's like a. Fault. I think he's going to be a career number two kind of guy. Eh. If Kershaw's your one. <laughs> I mean, 28 teams would be a number one, I think. That's what I said. No I, don't know the, I don't know that he's ever like the top tier pitcher in the majors. I think so. He's up there. All, I just don't know if he it's. He might hang around for a while. The top tier of the top category. tier. You know? I yeah, got, I think that's my issue. Like he's up there. He he's an ace, but literally what I said. But cool. Said and then the last two. player on the list, the last player on the list, um, we yes. compared him to the Eric Gonzalez yes. last year. Yes. Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes, 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 yes. Hall of Famer. Okay. I think he's on the Acuna track. So yeah, he's so good, so talented. Uh, I'm a yeah, so too, athletic. Uh, clearly, <laughs> I have a hard time saying no. There's just too many tools. Yeah, twenty two. He can play. He plays. Game. He can, so, yeah, yeah. He's a more interesting one would have been Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah, I don't think he he doesn't have enough accomplishments to put him on the list I'm, yet. Yeah, I'm with you, but right, he would have uh, been a. He's more of a thought process. I feel like if you put Vlad on here, like you would have to just say no. Right. But yeah. it also would be like, it also wouldn't surprise me if Vlad goes out and hits 350 with 40 homers. Next yeah. Time. We're not even sure if Vlad is an all star, let alone Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's true. Right. Uh, cool. I don't even know if Vlad's the best player on his team. All right. Not in cool. The, he's not in the fair some too. That's the list. That's the list that was right a there. long damn episode. That yeah, was a bad. long list. There's a couple, uh, yeah, a couple um, honorable mentions on here. Flaherty, Flaherty, Albies, Judge, no. Milito. No, no, no. I think they're all nose as of now too. And then they do mention prospects: Wander, Adley, Bart, Jordan, yeah, Alvarez. Even, like, get out of here! I'm not. It's I'm not talking. Prospects. Yeah, it's not worth thought. Yeah, yeah. So, like, is Yo Mankato Hall of Famer? Yeah. No. Don't get me started on Yo Mankato. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, dude. Well, there's our Hall of Fame. Let's talk. wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. Talk about all the the Pirates Major League signings that are coming. So, uh, any last words, Tyler? Peace out, Girl Scouts. Jim. Later, guys. All right. See you later. Bye-bye.